As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. How many of your employees are trying to balance paying bills and saving for retirement? Support your participants today and tomorrow with Vanguard Well on Your Way at institutional.vanguard.com. All investing is subject to risk. Advice provided by Vanguard Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello, you beautiful people. How nice it is to see you again. The title race is back on and Burnley Watford get big wins down the bottom. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Monday, 21st of February. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete. The sun is shining. Mm. The clouds have lifted. We're on to a new storm. Storm Franklin, I hear, Jim. Oh, really? There's yeah. another, another storm coming? We're on from Eunice. Right. Franklin always reminds me of the puppet out of Arrested Development. Oh, yeah. Uh. That Job has. And if, you, and if you know the show, it's a very amusing reference. Don't worry about it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, That's how you always manage to crack me up. Franklin always reminds me of a president. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, guys, the point is we don't have time for any of the pleasantries. I don't give a shit how your weekend was, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> done the weather report. We've yeah. done the, the weather way. report, we that's did true. did that right at the beginning. You should go to the traffic and travel no, at the end of the... We haven't got time for that today. <laughs> don't don't bother with that. traffic. Yeah, I hope, I hope it was all right, Pete, frankly, but you can drop mm-hmm. it. If you really want to tell me about your weekend, you can drop it in... Later on. I'll later drop in. Later or on. in the break. Okay, in the I'll, I'll drop it in later on. Don't yeah. you worry. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you about my neighbour's wall I helped rebuild. Go on. <laughs> okay, we need to move on. Mm. Um, we Sounds need... like you knocked it down in the first place, but we will come back onto that. <laughs> With your tank. Um, we need to get on to a big win for Tottenham Hotspur, everybody. But, you know, that's not the real story, is it? The real story is not Harry Kane scoring the winner in the 90-plus fifth minute. The story for everybody else is how Spurs have saved the Premier League and the title race. Is that the story, is it? Yeah. 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 Well, but magnanimously, I mean, yeah, they they they've got to be good for something, haven't they? So at least like <laughs> they've made themselves useful there, and they're not going to do anything with those points. So they might as well stop Man City having them, I suppose. Yeah. But genuinely, it looks back a generous on, side, it? a generous yes, side absolutely. who just want the best for the future of football yeah. and the European Super but League. They're, they're moulded in the manager's image, shall we say? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it suddenly looks like oh, hang on. Like, if Liverpool win their game in hand, which is probably because of Liverpool, and then beat City at City, it might, it might be on. I'd forgotten that it was even possible that Jim, it might, that it might be on. on. Jim. Do this you think it's not This isn't the interesting part of the league. This isn't the interesting part well, of the, the league. the top end of it. The top yeah, it's end not of it isn't the while, interesting is it? part. We've Actually, got a whole half devoted to the interesting part <laughs> of the league, which is the next part. 
half. Definitely. Mm. Although actually, I would argue that you know people always talk about the business end being the obviously the business end of the season and mm. the best part. But this bit is underrated as well because everything is still in play. Yes. It's still, it's like every you can look at any single game this weekend and argue that it might it, that it deserves a place in the running order. And obviously, we can't get to every game. Um, and if we haven't spoken about your team, that it is personal. You knob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it, it is. Genuinely quite exciting to think we might actually have a title race appearing. So thanks, Spurs. Well done. <laughs> now go away. <laughs> yeah. And never bother right, yeah, us. Exactly. That's with your bit. tepid form of football that you've been giving us all season. Well, the thing, but this is true. I mean, because I don't believe that you should look at the table until like after Christmas at least. Yeah. So actually, have only just been really enjoying the fact of the, the ins and outs. We'll get to a bit more. But mm. look, guys, this was a this was a fucking good game. Like all mm, jokes yeah, aside, right? Like it, it kind of had, had everything. everything. And I mean, look. I will use you, you. You guys can check me if I'm just being too like over enthusiastic yeah, and right. and whatever about the performance. But I just think that um, watching Harry Kane play like that um, is just a beautiful sight to see. It was a kind of world class performance from is, a, from yeah. a, a player it, at the apparently very, back to the top of his game. Very motivated to play in that stadium. Very he? motivated. <laughs> yeah. but, he's been, but he's been turning some pu- a few pr- pretty decent performances over the, over the past few weeks. I think it's it's the rest of the, the the club that kind of lets him down frequently. But like strikers don't generally get the option anymore to move backwards into midfield, yes. do they? Yeah. But when you see him pull off passes like that, you sort of go, "That's a bit of a shame, really," because he could like like spend the rest of his thirties just kind of like rooneying it up in the kind of in midfield. And and but strikers don't get to do that these days. They they just dry up with their goals and then they just get binned off. But my goodness, what what a pass from uh, like from him for uh, for, for Son's um, pass, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. Ruben yeah. Dash, like breaking his own offside trap. He's like, oh, oh, oh. It really is a game of like minute decisions. Yeah. Uh, just one step to the right and, and, and Son's off. It was so good. Such a good, quick bit of play from Kane. It was fantastic. For the, for the third goal for Spurs winner, mm. I was really surprised to see Man City switch off like that. Oh, because yeah. they are they such a sort of machine, well. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're so like clinical and almost robotic in the way mm. that they deal with those, those situations. And I don't know, it just... It was really impressive from Spurs to keep the momentum going. You would think that actually it was only ever going to go one way. When it went back to 2 all. you would think, well, actually City might go and win this. But Spurs are all about winning it late at the but, moment. But they've got... The, I think Spurs look at their worst when they um, are playing teams that defend deep. And Man City obviously have a very high, quick line. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and Son can certainly exploit that. And Son looks actually quite ordinary against some sides when 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 because he finds it hard to sort of break down teams and create play when there's when there's players in front of him. But when he's got a bit of space to run into, good God, he's quick, isn't yeah. he? And wow. Kulisevsky had a good game as yeah. well. Have you been impressed with him so, so far? So exciting. I think one of the things to, one of the conundrums with Spurs, isn't it, is obviously Kane and Son are are amazing, like one of the mm. most effective partnerships we've ever seen in the league. The most effective, Is it Jim, the most effective in, now well, in equal terms of goal with, contribution? Yeah, equal with Didier Drogba and Frank Lampard. They're on 36. Yeah. So, People don't hang around though, do they really? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it, it feels like if they can get that third person right in that in that forward line then yeah. then you mm. really really cook in like I mean we can see from Liverpool in the past with Mane um, Firmino and Salah like how that just becomes unstoppable mm. if you've got three players like that mm. um, and I guess that is the ongoing kind of quest isn't it to find that third player and, and I mean early days obviously but he did score like Kulisevsky Pretty exciting, right? It was so exciting. And the way that they were, it felt to me like, and this is something that we haven't seen in a while, it felt like every Spurs player was reading 
the other player. And, and it's not so much even just knowing their jobs, but the way that Kulusevsky was managing to get on the end of balls and to to know, it felt like he certainly knew what his job but was. But even, talking to the Vish and what's that, but even like... Um, who is it? It gave away the penalty. Romero when he died. Yeah, I that didn't. Was, that was weird. I that was really, didn't even in slow mo. That was really funny. Okay, all right. <laughs> Did, I didn't. I wasn't even. I mean, obviously, giving away a penalty in the second minute of injury time is pretty fucking annoying. But yeah. I didn't feel that annoyed. I mean, in the moment, I felt annoyed. But in retrospect, okay, yeah. obviously we won, so it's easier to judge it in this way. But like, he was. He was trying to be brave. I mean, it was a slightly cat-handed fall and obviously the ball struck his hand. But yeah. it, it did seem at least as though he was trying to take command of a difficult situation. So well, you, that... you want credit for the penalty you gave away as well. <laughs> <laughs> was, that Mar- was that Mara's penalty uh, better taken than Neymar's at the weekend? Just yeah. Kind of like, just it, a little bit? It was good. I like how it's... I, lo- I really like those ones when they soar up into the back of the net. Oh, it's so it hard feels to a bit, do. It feels a bit dangerous as <laughs> yeah, well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. High risk, high reward. And it feels like, yeah. wow, you've got to be confident to do that. <laughs> it's what Badjo was trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. At the end, I, I can't remember who was commentating, but he shouted... Sometimes football really is stranger than fiction. I think commentators should have to do oh post matches. Yeah. I go, what the fuck did he mean by that? Yeah. That <laughs> is demented sort of talk. Read Finnegan's Wake, you idiot. Like it's <laughs> it's the most it's the most predictable thing you could possibly write. Oh, a team comes back late on. <laughs> Three wow. Wow. Who ever could have seen it coming? <laughs> um guys, again, check me on this. Like definitely it felt as though Kane was just too good for City's back line on the on the night. But were they surprisingly sloppy as well? Do you think, Pete? City's performance on the back and the. I, I, I mean, I think I think it was just kind of just little decisions here and there that just went against them. I suppose, as I said, if if Diaz was Diaz was 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 one step behind, uh, he wouldn't have been nutmegged for he the opener. Been, he wouldn't have been <laughs> offside. <laughs> you don't say that often, do you? Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know what? One of the things that really makes me think that Liverpool might be on the charge now oh. is how quietly confident Jamie Carragher is. He's right, having okay. the time of his life, isn't he, watching all this unfold. And it's yeah. it's joyous. I get the feeling that it'll, it'll only take one Liverpool slip up at one all against a Burnley or something to sort of go, ah, oh, it's back on again, Man City, you're going to win it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, the key point, of course, is that even still, whatever happens from here, this is a title race now. And it really didn't feel uh, like that before mm. because uh, it's now down to six points. Um, Liverpool, as you said, Jim, have a game in hand and, and they're going to meet... The Etihad at the yeah, start of sorry. April. Mm. You, you couldn't call it, could you? Um, all right. I don't feel like I've had enough fun, but... <laughs> got to move on. It's a busy week. It's a busy, busy week. week. We've got to move on. I suppose that the end point I would say is I feel like it was no accident that Conte was very much emphasising that this is a win that should give us confidence, talking mm. about Spurs at the end, because this is the question has been, have they got enough confidence? Are they working together as a team? And mm. he even said, this is the best group of players in my career. A good person is better than a good player, Pete. That's a sentiment <laughs> we could all get behind. Hang on, a good person is better than a good player. Right, yeah. But you want both, though, if you're a football, if you're in football. Yeah, isn't it? it's kind of a backhanded compl- compliment in a way, isn't it? <laughs> well, A plus for effort, B for attainment. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's weird from Conte, isn't it? You don't expect him to be so positive. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Good, good stuff. I hope it all blows up in your faces. Okay, lovely. <laughs> um, elsewhere in Conte team land, Chelsea didn't look so impressive, but they did get a win in their 1-0 against Crystal Palace. But, as we know... They are the best team in the world. 
They unfortunately, <laughs> according to Thomas Tuchel, are suffering with colds caused cold colds colds colds. Is there a cold? Sort of Victorian disease that has been forgotten? <laughs> yeah. No, like farmers are out shooting them. <laughs> colds. No, they're having to like snack on colds just to like you oh, know colds, right, to connect okay. with the roots mm. of. Um, mm. Anyway, yeah, no, with colds caused by the air conditioning on the flight back from the club. That is annoying. Car, that long flight. It? Yeah, what? you get back, you think, oh, am I ill? <laughs> but I mean, of, but for, is it, is it caused day. by cold? Because I thought that um, you know, with the recent COVID outbreak, we've been we've been told that uh, air conditioning on on planes uh, is the safest place to be because of how aggressive it is taking stuff out of the air, cleaning it, and then putting it back into the vestibule. Mm. Yeah, I think it's probably that you know only Ryanair were flying to <laughs> Qatar or wherever that, it was. I just think it's it just sounds a bit like your mum's advice. Don't go out all wet hair. Kind yeah, of yeah, nonsense, yeah. Doesn't it? It just sounds a bit weird. That's like not that. nonsense. It is nonsense. Mm. What are you on about? That's not nonsense. Why would wet hair give you a cold? Yeah, we might not give you a cold, but you definitely shouldn't go out with wet your hair. hair when it's wet. <laughs> but because it makes you colder. Because going out with wet anything, if you went out with a wet left arm, but you're not likely to have a very wet arm. <laughs> you're more likely to How have wet is your arm? Con- yeah. Well, a you concentration know, of hair. Of- science correspondents get in touch. Yeah. I think that's not true. I think it's a, a, an old debunked <laughs> tale. But I don't know that. So let us know. Yeah, I, I do feel sorry for footballers because they're they're, they're, not, allowed to, they're not allowed to take Sudafed, are they? So um, that's the only thing that gets me through a cold. <laughs> Sudafedrin. Donald Trump levels of pseudoephedrine. Really? <laughs> um, directly into the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't how it's supposed to work. Let's get to another game, shall we? Yeah. Leeds beaten by Manchester God, United. Speaking of wet hair. 4 2, fucking hell. I mean, it is enjoyable, you know, because obviously they do all these massive, with a game like this, it's mm. so storied and historical. Yeah. They do all these montages and you watch it and the pitch looks. I mean, like um, just a much just mud, yeah. and everyone's sort of yeah. every time they get there's a tackle, they get like mud all down them, and it's just flying it's everywhere. Epic, wasn't it? And even still, so this is in the montages, and then of course you cut to the real the Premier League game from today, and the pitch looks beautiful. Yeah, until and, it's yeah. still it's still happening. It was mad, wasn't it? Was it? Beautiful. It was it was great. I loved slide, it. So slide much. tackles in. And just like mud spraying up into people's like faces. It. Totally. And not just the not just the rain, but the wind as well. Mm. Which obviously like assisted Rodrigo's goal quite <laughs> quite massively, shall we say. <laughs> it was perfect. The yeah. weather weather getting an assist did, but did was that the wind or was it just he just went he just overcooked his cross a oh, little it bit definitely anyway. an yeah. overcooked cross but yeah. I'm I, sure the wind it had played so a part. much pace on it anyway I think I, I, I was really happy to see him score because he wants to be in that Spain squad and he is a bit of a he's a funny shaped uh, player in a player shaped hole in the Leeds uh, in the Leeds team basically he doesn't fit in with the system and I don't think he's going to get his place for Spain if he keeps playing uh, like like he has been playing but I'm happy to see him score because it mm. was uh, it was uh, if he meant that which he didn't <laughs> no, not a chance. It would have been great, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, also happy to see Harry Maguire and Fred get their just desserts. Yeah, mm. Pete. Well, he was going on. Harry Maguire was going on little raiding missions, wasn't he? It was good. Yeah, and actually, that Fred girl was pretty awesome. I it thought. was. Where he snuck around the back. Hmm. But I mean, the real kind of fun part of the game was Leeds scoring two goals in three seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. I've read. Well, it, it's down here as twenty-four, but I I thought it was more like. Closer to a minute, more like 55. Right. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Is we that don't... including the stoppage though? Well, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how these things are judged. Either way, it was very bloody quick. And mm. it did look as though we were on course for some sort of miracle. Classic. Which we, it was turnaround. a classic, really, wasn't it? It's certainly, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be remembered as probably one of the games of the season because it was just so much fun. Um, but you, you, 
you always want it to. If one team goes to three two, you then want it to go to three all. It goes to yeah. four. I know it's like the eighty eighth minute but it's like when it went to four two. <laughs> yeah, the next goal you wanted you wanted it to be um, Leeds, didn't you? Really? Totally. Yeah, yeah, we were we were we were absolutely cheated. Le- what about Leeds then? I mean, look, they were singing Marcelo Bielsa's name throughout. This is no wins in four now. I mean, this is obviously a better result than the five one loss to to United on the first day of the season. They're only one point about Everton, who we're going to come on to in the second half, and we think, oh, being dragged into a relegation scrap. They've obviously also had that, you know, 7-0 loss to Manchester City uh, this season, Jim. But everybody bloody loves Bielsa and doesn't seem to mind if they're even a threat of relegation. Yeah, I think... Because they they get to watch that. Well, yeah. yeah. Their form is atrocious. It is, isn't it? I mean, they're not not in in the best shape. Mm. Um that we've seen them in. They've got Liverpool next as well, which is fun. And it's at Anfield, so that's mm. that's good. Their goal difference um, is a real outlier as well. Second worst in the league? Third in the league? They've yeah, conceded well. 50. Yeah. And that's only Burnley have... Con- no, <laughs> not Burnley, sorry. Only Norwich City have conceded more. But yeah. you feel like with... with Maybe this is me sort of having too much of an outsider's view. You feel like they need to sort of weather this season and then regroup a little bit because they're, they're such... They're so sort of infused with Bielsa's style and Bielsa's personality that he, he's brought them back up into the, into the Premier League and obviously that doesn't mean it's impossible to replace him and that if they feel he might take them down they have to make a hard decision and do that but you would think that actually maybe this would be a case where if they stay up and I'm, I think they will then you you don't sack him you don't panic you stick with the manager you give him a chance to arrest what's happened and so like it, regroup recalibrate so if second second or third uh, bottom in the, in the um in the wedge table so like that's yes. what you get you know he's probably he's probably taking a lot of boxes for the owners they don't spend a lot of money yeah. <laughs> they don't have to spend a lot of money but Bielsa can sort of turn around and sort of say well this is my side and this is you know this, they have been unlucky with injuries but it's not like he's inherited a new side um and he's having to sort of make changes himself like he has bought these players <laughs> And they're not performing as as well. It, the system is key, but it's, there's a lot of players like uh, like the one I just mentioned. Like that are just in. He thinks that the system will kind of will out in every situation when players sometimes can't play in those positions. He like it's it's Rodrigo playing as like a kind of number like that kind of behind the striker sort of position. It just doesn't work for him, really. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Manchester United. I don't want to be like, oh, it's a turning point. Blah. But um, it was exciting to see James Sancho get man of the man of the match. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, he's at his best when he plays for Dortmund. He played for Dortmund last night or yesterday. <laughs> uh, just fast, direct <laughs> yeah. attacks. Not long build-up play. I think he finds that quite stodgy. Um, but you know, it, it, I think you got to remember that he had no preseason. He had COVID. Yeah. Like, it's, yes, it's 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 yes. probably. Yeah. It's probably not the best uh, preparation for a campaign. So Absolutely. maybe this is this is the Jin Sancho that they spent a lot of money on. Also, I think you know we've we've said this a lot about Harry Kane um, and Marcus Rashford and, and various players that you know were were at the Euros and mm. suffered that disappointment. I mean, Sancho was one of the players who who missed in the shootout. So he, mm. and he obviously had a lot of horrible stuff follow that. So to then move as well, mm. it, there's a lot there's a lot of factors that were, I think were perhaps taken into account for other players but disregarded for Sancho which is maybe unfair so mm. it's it, it makes sense that it would take him a little bit of time to get up to speed people underplay emotional factors massively partly because of the whole like as you always quote it the whole like well he's paid a billion yeah, pounds a yeah. week why why would he be miserable mm. it, you know it doesn't work like that and I, I, I definitely think that's, that's a really, really key factor one other thing actually that I guess in the context of the Leeds Manchester United hard men game mm. that we that we were excited to see that was a bit grim I thought was the the Robin Cock 
um, not getting substituted immediately when he had that clash of heads with Scott McTominay, who, by the way, why was he, why was he still on the pitch by the end? Mm. That's another conversation, perhaps. Um, but yes, he has like blood pouring out of his head and he's, mm. you know, it is, it, it does fit the kind of grandeur of the occasion that someone should have a head bandage early yeah. doors. But like, he did not look well. And mm. I know that there's this concussion protocol now where you can just make a substitute and you don't, you know, it doesn't have to come yeah. out of your normal bank of substitutes. But I think what people are pushing for now, maybe it's a, um, I can't remember which body it was, but this morning talking about is this ability to just have a temporary substitution straight away if there's a clash of heads. Yeah, okay. And I felt like this game and that experience of of Cox was a real argument for that. But, mm. but surely the, 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 the coach at the um, medical team have to go through those protocols and if they don't, uh, they, they, they'll they find themselves at the end of a, a Premier League censure of some sort, won't they? I mean, like, I mean, the player remained on the field, but presumably he didn't have concussion. Or did they not go through the tests? How does it kind of... It seems to be different I think it every develops. Time, it? I think it also just the argument is that it develops over time. So he then yeah. came off at, what, 31 minutes. Right, okay. So, yeah. and he just looked like he was, you know... <laughs> I was going to say drunk. running through water, but yeah, um, well, he was. Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, running through a swimming pool again. Mm. He was. Yeah, he, d- he didn't look. He didn't look well from a kind of back side lines kind right. of perspective. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm you say back side lines. You <laughs> thinking about Shrewsy? <laughs> what? 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 Pete? Somebody posted a picture on Twitter, sent it to the football ramble of Jess Shreves, looking like he's got the world's biggest bomb. We can't be held accountable for what is for how sexy we are. For what is <laughs> sent into it. the football yeah, I ramble. Know, you're right, you're right. But I guess we can be held accountable if we choose to talk about it. Are you trying to hide what I mean I, I'm not trying I to wouldn't hijack, imagine you would be a body shamer, but like so are you a trying shamer, to was it? You... Celebrate her, if anything. <laughs> it's like that George Sorra uh, picture. You know, you know, on the banks of the you know, little dots. You know, the impressionist George Sorra. Mm, mm. There's a woman with a big um, kind of dress that yes. like kind of has the, the the framing, yes, and it looked like um, Jeffrey's bum. So maybe he's just got a bit of help back there and his court. Oh, what isn't that? But like ladies used to wear bustles yeah. back yeah. in the day, didn't I they? I think it's, it's a bustle. It's not, it's not body shaming. Jeffrey's bum is just art. It's <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. debunk all this, but I think it's his mic pack, Pete. Yeah, probably. Well, how big is his mic pack? Well, I just think using one from the seventies. He's got some big opinions, so it probably has to be massive. (laughs) He's probably got like a little cushion in case some of the managers want to spank him or something (laughs) for being naughty. Yeah, (laughs) and he'll just fall on his bum, and he's like, "I was fine." Ha 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 ha! Can't hurt hurt me. I didn't hurt. I didn't hurt my bum. Oh my God, I don't know how to get out of this corner mm. that we found our way into. Uh, but so what I'm going to do is I'm going to just press the break button and then when we come back, we're going down to the meaty end of the table, whatever it was you called it, Pete. So <laughs> absolutely, see you in a minute. Mm. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. 
That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Join Luke Moore and me, Pete Donaldson, for an unplanned half hour where we discuss life's great mysteries like can a man survive by eating roadkill as well as the week's most bizarre new stories and your ridiculous adventures like this one about an almost catastrophic shortcut. We eventually came to a large railed fence which I decided we should climb. I scaled the 15-foot-ish fence and as I was sat atop ready to jump down, three or four police came running from a little building we hadn't noticed before shouting at me and grabbing my mate Sam. I was faced with the choice of legging it onto the other side of the fence or gallantly going back to help my friend. I returned to Sam and the quite pissed off police and my gallantry was rewarded as they advised me that I had been climbing into the zoo and would have landed in an animal enclosure. Listen to the Look at Pete show wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Sube Henderson, tiró la pelota filtrada para Lucho. De Luisi, de Luisi, de Luisito. La, 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 la. Fue Luisi, fue Luisi, fue Luisito. La, 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 Toma pavo. <laughs> that was totally unexpected. I know. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. That was some Colombian commentary off the back of Luis Diaz scoring a goal, if you couldn't already tell. Yeah. It's timeless, that, isn't it? Truly timeless, yeah. someone shouting goal for ages. But, but, so the, I thought that was going to be just all of it. And yeah. then he starts mm. singing. Full bloody. We, we need more of that. Singing, a thoroughly underrated element of football commentary, I'd mm. say. Right, let's get to the update of our four to score attempt. 
This week, Betway's Four to Score is free to play. Each week, pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. We do it. We did it. We didn't win. You might be surprised to hear. Game one was Southampton against Everton. I went for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. There were no Evertonian goal scorers. The answer was Stuart Armstrong. We were out. However... We'd already picked them, so we ploughed on in our enthusiasm. Manchester City against Spurs. Andy picked Bernardo Silva. The result would have been very difficult to predict. I am, I feel Dan Kulisevsky adding his first goal for Tottenham on his first start. Then it was game three, Leeds versus Manchester United. Pete, you went for Edinson Cavani. Uh, the result was Harry Maguire. He didn't even play. <laughs> That's twice I've been done like that. Oh, he managed yeah, to get to the. You've been done. Yeah. He managed to get to the boxing though, dressed like Inspector Gadget, dickhead. <laughs> Unbelievable. Game four: Wolves against Leicester City. Luke picked no goal scorer. He was worried about this in the moment because he thought we would be on for a full win, and then he would have mm. picked no goal scorer, and that would have fucked everything up. I mean, that wasn't the case, but the answer was that Ruben Nevers got the first goal. Both of the Wolves' goals in that were bloody lovely. Mm. Uh, Very enjoyable game, that. We'll be back for another round of Four to Score on the preview show this Friday. All right, time for an email. If you've got something for us, showfootballaround.com. Ooh, we got a message from uh, Andrew Eggleton on the topic of shaving Jim's head. Oh, Mm. good. (laughs) I'm glad glad people have bitten on that. Mm, Not sure what will become of it, if anything, but I want to be part of the fun to convince Jim or anyone to shave his head. Uh, I have a wife and a three-year-old, so putting up money would be irresponsible. However, I do have a John Joe Shelby Swansea jersey I bought about three weeks before he left us. Mm. It's been worn by me. I generally wear it to jinx teams I don't like. Uh, As Big John has already always uh, regaled us with his shiny dome, I think it's fitting. Ah. P.S. Did I learn my lesson by buying player jerseys? Of course not. The other one I bought was Ollie McBurney. Within a month, he was gone. That one I feel bad about, like I had something to do with his trajectory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's not quite enough for me to consider shaving my head yet. Mm. I guess we could all put it on a big pile. Um, oh, what build ups is that? Yeah, because so you said right. you didn't have a number in mind, but that makes me feel no. it's got a number in mind. Well, also, though, if, if we can get proof of the power of this Jinx shirt, that mm. might actually be quite appealing. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I mean that has that has a lot of value. Going to yeah. keep the hair for now, but mm. do do keep them coming. <laughs> so uh, James in sunny New Zealand has been in touch as well. He says so. This j- happened just now, fitting nicely into the regular perfect hat trick high comedy only in New Zealand slot. Uh, defender Michaela Moore scored a hat trick of own goals in New Zealand's game against the US in the She Believes Cup. Has this ever happened anywhere ever? A hat trick of own goals, including the required right foot, left foot, and head. Amazing. <gasps> Yeah, so the third one came in the 36th minute and she was subbed off four minutes later. 36 minutes of football. Afternoon. I mean, it was it was three 0 as well, wasn't it? So it's yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think she contribute. is going to be believing after that. No. To be honest, <laughs> I d- um, it has of course happened before. It might. I mean, I think I feel most like things have happened. Before, most things have happened before, but not not in a very long time. And no. uh, been quite sweet. People have been like. I mean, obviously, a lot of people have been slagging her off, but people have been, <laughs> people have been offering support. I saw, I'm trying to remember. Is it one of the Waters? I there's a someone scored two own goals against Chelsea, right? And missed a penalty. Is that worse in some ways? <laughs> kind of it, yeah. I mean, mm. it's much Stoke of a much player. I'm pretty point, sure it was Jonathan Waters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mm. think so. Um, I haven't thought about him in a while. Because the thing about that is, like, 
you've then also tried to, you've really tried to make it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, bad luck, Michaela. Um, but it probably was the right thing to do to sub you off. Uh, show at footballramble.com. Email us or tweet us at footballramble. Also, guys, Pep Talks is on Wednesday, so do get in your mad crap for that and mm. we'll we'll try and advise you because that's so what we're suited to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get down to the bottom of the table. Brighton were beaten 3-0 by Burnley. The magic of Burnley scoring three goals in a single game <laughs> yeah. really cannot be overstated. They'd only scored 17 goals all in up yeah. until that day. And you really got the sense of commentary, just couldn't, especially on match of the day, just couldn't, couldn't believe how lucky they've been sent to do Brighton Burnley. And then bam, they got three great goals to commentate on, including Bart Weghorst getting his first in the Premier League and Josh Brownhill getting his first yeah. in the Premier League Which, as well. And a beauty from Aaron Lennon. It's, yeah, it had so much. I think this is the Veghorst effect. He reminds me of both kind of physically and in terms of his name of like a sort of late 80s, early 90s kind of European action hero. So he's, right, like, okay, he's, yeah. the sort of, he's the Dolph Lundgren we had no idea the Premier League needed. <laughs> it's great. It's certainly what we thought we were buying in Chris Wood, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Goodness. But he was, he was all over the place. Robin Ball's the off players, left, right and centre. But if I was a Brighton fan, if I was Jules uh, Breach right now, Brownhill's goal was an effing disgrace. At no point did that player have control of that ball. And yet... <laughs> He still managed to get it in That's the net. So true. Yeah. Terrible goal. Awful. Yeah. You just thought he wouldn't. You thought he was more likely to fall over. Than... Or eat the ball. He looked like he was more likely to fall on it and swallow the ball. He's Rubbish. vegan, Josh Brownell. So I don't know. Ah. Is that a la- is it le- is it still leather? It's probably still plastic. It's probably plastic now. Oh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Probably, mm. probably fine then. Probably, probably it's more fine. ethical to eat plastic. Eat the isn't ball. It? Get Brownell. <laughs> well, look. Ah. Uh, um, caveats for Brighton in Brighton's favour I mean I guess Lewis Dunk was suspended and then Adam Webster was out with a groin injury mm. just a properly properly bad day at the office they, <laughs> really they, they weren't very good which contributed obviously as well as well as Burnley being being good um, that's so a huge that, huge win for them isn't it especially again it's a confidence booster isn't it mm. um, and it brings them off the bottom of the table it for, does for and the they've, they've got two games in hand over, over Watford and Newcastle as well so Leeds I mean, getting good isn't it it is <laughs> Leeds exactly. getting good <laughs> yeah. but, uh, maybe they should just maybe she just never end <laughs> should never be a winner yeah would it always be like this I yeah. mean in some respects it kind of is like that football <laughs> <laughs> oh, never stops um, Lennon's beautiful goal yeah fantastic just kind of goes past a couple of players then oh managed to get it right under it oh in that, off the bar fantastic that was very beautiful. enjoyable at one point Shane Duffy shoved Robert Sanchez in the chest after a collision between them when they were trying to deal with a ball in the box which mm. in some ways I think represents what was going on for them that day. Graham Potter says they're human beings and they both care a lot. They probably just didn't channel it in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Aston Villa lost to Watford, guys. Watford get their first win under Roy the Boy, scoring their first goal under Roy Hodgson as well. And it was a pretty decent performance from Watford. Really enjoyed Emmanuel Dennis's performance and also... Ismail Assar as well um, did extremely well in that one. Good Dennis to see him is back. A very good player, isn't he? They've, they've unearthed the gem there. Mm, absolutely right. They couldn't. Oh, Roy Hodgson couldn't have his uh, final training session before the game because of storm. One of the storms, Eunice, maybe. Well, they, should, they should repeat that every week then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can make the argument for that, can you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, they, um, I, th- I thought. Um, I, th- I thought with, on the on the Aston Villa side, I thought Ings looked very isolated. Mm. Mm. Like the the winds had blown all the players away from him. 
Yeah, and it, it just seems very uh, long. They didn't use the width of the pitch properly. They just look they look very ordinary. They looked they looked as bad as they did against Newcastle. I thought it seems a weird fit actually, Ings and Villa, doesn't it? It doesn't mm. seem to quite be gelling in the way that you thought it might. So I think clearly there's a very very good player there that um, the system isn't quite suiting at the moment. So I wonder if they tweak that or they focus more on on Watkins. I'd like to see Watkins and Ings play up front together, but I know that's just never going to happen just because it's, it's old school and it's nice fun. Things. I know, right? <laughs> if anyone's going to try it, a, a manager that's probably not as uh, long in the tooth as uh, as Gerard will probably try it, so yeah. you never know. Yeah, I th- Can you play them together? Can you play them together? The he doesn't want that again, does he? <laughs> no. Uh, Watford with some great moves um, throughout this, like great on the break, pressuring them. Um, given that Musa Sissoko attempted to shoot when Dennis was free, <laughs> you, like you know, that is it. absolutely extraordinary that managed to get. Yeah, if he's not stopped doing it now, <laughs> no, you know, it's never going to stop, is it? It's, it's, a, it's brilliant for me that it's an absolute <laughs> highlight of the Premier League <laughs> every time. Yeah, and then of course for the goal as well. What do you think of that? Um, so. Ismail Assar, I mean, with what was a brilliant assist, but when someone stops for that long, mm. oh, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> you can't just stop. <laughs> yeah, I thought he'd run out of ideas, but yeah. I was completely wrong. He just stuck it on a dime for um, for Dennis. Yeah. Brilliant achievement. Um, so, yeah, great for Watford to get the win in this uh, exciting little fight we've got down the bottom. And Stephen Gerrard, uh, not looking very happy, one point in the last three games. Um, but anyway, yeah, they keep losing to people that you would expect you them expect to You'd to get something for. Yes, uh, something we could also say perhaps uh, is about Everton, who were beaten 2-0 by Southampton on Saturday afternoon. Mm. Uh, now, he, Frank Lampard was asked after the game if he thinks his side are in a relegation battle. Now, again, the whole time we've said probably many of these teams that we've referenced today in the show aren't in a relegation battle because everyone down the bottom is so crap. Mm. With the exception of probably Norwich now... I don't know. It looks like there's life in, especially the two we talked about just there, Burnley and, mm. and Watford. Mm. When I'd... players like Armstrong are scoring, I guess you sort of go, who is, he's not hardly a Harry Kane kind of figure. Oh, that is no, quite he's, no, he's disrespectful. Got, no. He's got goals in his locker, not a huge amount of them, he's but you know. A small the... amount of goals. A moderate <laughs> amount of goals. But it's hard not to think that Southampton do not Small it's... amount of goals. Like, yeah. Billy Big Bananas over here <laughs> Billy now. Billy Gilmore over there. You know, you, oh, I thought it was a lovely link up Saudi money. We haven't got any goals either. But um, but I, th- I think Southampton have definitely got Everton's number. But then there are a lot of clubs who have got Everton's number this season, haven't yeah. they? So um, it will be, uh, once again, being very underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you look at the table, you think, oh, who they got like next? They've got Man City next. Everyone, Not helpful. Everyone's got an awful fixture next <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'd be quite chilled about it. If I yeah, was. I bet you yeah. would. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was quite mean about that Stuart Armstrong goal. Sorry, Pete. He was. It was nice. The little move with Che Adams. I thought that was exciting. And then first goal in two years for Shane Long. Although I guess that does slightly support what you just said, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is annoying. Um, the thing about Southampton, though, Jim, is are they not actually quietly building their performances into a really excellent season just now they're up and beaten in four those four though draws with Manchester City and Man United and that win against Tottenham and then of course this defeat of Everton I mean I think they're starting to look like a really solid side yeah I mean it's a it's a weird one for Southampton isn't it because they look like they will probably finish comfortably in mid-table and that is 
probably the baseline of where you want to be to then start trying to push on for a European place. But they seem to really struggle to like maintain that because obviously it's difficult to maintain that in the Premier League. Because I mean, they are like they're eight points off Wolves who are in seventh. So you think that's probably going to be beyond them this season. But mm-hmm. this, yeah, I mean, part of the problem they've had is that they've really struggled to arrest slumps, isn't it? Obviously, the nine nils are anomalies and... But what the problem you, is, what can you make of those? Yeah, yeah but the yeah, problem yeah. is, like you, they they do have this habit under Hassan Hutu of of just going on these bad runs where it takes them a while to arrest it, and any progress they make, they then kind of undo. So, but but I think you're right; they're, they're quietly sort of going about it. They're, well, for the European places, mate. They're nearly there. I don't think they're. Live the dream. Live the dream. Hey. What do you make of this, Pete? Lampard, oh. Lamps and Ashley Cole didn't leave on the team bus. Yeah, what's that Uh-oh. about? They that... drove off in their own Trouble cars. Trouble in paradise, eh? <laughs> at, a time where, at a time where you are in under the cosh a little bit and you, you, you're an untested manager, that's a, that's, that's a bad look, I think. Yeah. Unless something comes out that he had something on. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> gotta get to the boxing guys. Perfectly reasonable explanation, which there almost certainly is. Yeah, there is. always is, isn't it? Yeah. Gets really extreme bus sickness. <laughs> yeah, yes, maybe. exactly. Yeah. If you drive yourself, you don't you don't get car sick, do you? Maybe right, okay. Can, because can you, you can't read a book. Drive the bus lamps. Come on. Do you want to you want to stay in this league or don't you? Don't Didn't Jose Mourinho teach you anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> this weekend also, guys, I mean, this is a shoehorn, but I don't care. Right. Tony Hibbert has opened up on his decision to come out of retirement to play for a French 10th tier side. Fantastic. He mm. explained he wanted a new experience and tranquility across the channel. And he also, I don't, I guess this is related, he owns a fishing pond over there. Oh, so he'll be at the office head on like Mercury. <laughs> He's lost his mind. <laughs> I mean, I, Has Tony Hibbert got mercury poisoning? Football Email in. Doesn't look too tranquil to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I think it would look less. I think I mean, down in the tra- French leagues, the tenth tier French side. Come on, that'd be a Just lovely old job, wouldn't loosh. it? If you're a Premier League football. <laughs> tenth tier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like sort of size that we could play for, no? No, we we yeah. we are in I mean, nowhere. They will still be in the French Cup, right? Everyone. Yes, in the French everyone's Cup. in the French Cup. It's called Lucy, his team. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy by name, Lucy by nature. Fantastic. Do we, do we read anything into that? Um, hey, I tell you where's not fi- too tranquil right now is Jason Mourinho, his life. Uh, mm. He got sent off again in Roma's draw with Verona. 2 2. He started shouting at the referee and pointing at his head. <laughs> what would you. I his own head or the means. referee's head? Um, good question. <laughs> was it his head? I imagined it was him. His own head, yeah. I thought that it was, I mean, I've added to this now in my own mind, but I imagine it was the kind of, you know, are you crazy? You're mad. Um, At this point, I think referees are probably like, oh, he's doing something weird. It'll be be mind mind games. I'll just send him off. (laughs) Just send him off. Shut up. Well, he did then boot a ball at someone or, oh no, Sky was sorry, at God. Um, The ref sent him off and he had to be restrained by his mm. own goalkeeping coach. Tell me about this. Tell me about being restrained. I was thinking, <laughs> you've been to some clubs in your you, time. Why are you both looking at me? <laughs> I have experience of this. What's your best restraints? Uh, no, I just mean it's like Fluffy manacles. bullshit, isn't it? If someone's restrained, like if you're in a really fighty mood and someone mm. of equal height and probably slightly less strength to you is trying to restrain you. Yeah, but if, you're, you if actually... your goalkeeping coach is probably absolutely gigantic and Justin yeah. Marine is quite short, so he probably could pick him up and carry him around like a baby. He's a ball of fury though, isn't yeah. he? I don't know. I think, I think if he wanted to, he could have got away. 
It is mm. all. I think it was a performance, is what I'm saying, Pete. <laughs> oh, I'm undermining yeah. Jose Mourinho. Okay, fine. Now he's yeah, safely fine. out of London. <laughs> yeah, now he did that to, after he did that to you. Yeah, yeah he. Um, it's getting smaller and smaller, isn't it? The the, the Jose cycle before mm. it all gets toxic and mad. He'll be at Watford soon. He'll, oh, he'll, yeah, like, he'll get himself yeah, into that. In, yeah. He'll circle the drain that much. No. Yeah. He'll be like three months. That sounds great. Yeah, I can. You do You've got to wonder what months. he's bringing to sides these days. Good God. Well, they have tried to counteract this, Romo, by hiring a former Serie A referee as an external consultant to help to help Mourinho's side deal with officiating. Um, and VAR Pro Scott. And I think mm. that f- sounds to me like Roma fundamentally misunderstand what Mourinho does. I just think, don't think Italian football needs a story where a referee goes on the payroll of a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just not what we need in 2022, yeah. is it? Not a look. Uh, afterwards, Jose posted on his Instagram, I don't talk. It's better to go home and have a nice dinner. Have a good Sunday. Oh, tell us about yeah. the dinner you're having, mate. Tell us about the dinner you're having. It's easy to say after you've caused a big ruckus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That I'm going to... Well, you're not uncausing it, are you? Exactly. You can't no. take it back. No. You can't turn Scylla back into a nymph. <laughs> <laughs> what? what the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh, I'm reading a book about... Nymphs. Uh, about Greek. Greek. Right. About stuff. Greek. Ancient Greek stuff. Anyway. Cool. Um, I, I think... r- really thought you meant Scylla Black. You didn't even want me to talk. You didn't want me to talk about my weekend. Scylla and Crudders. All right, tell me about, about the your Greek. fucking weekend. We're nearly getting out of here. Went to West Ham, Newcastle, sat next to some Jones and that's it. We're going home. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. Did you, were you aware of Chris Wood meowing at Kurt Zuma? No, there's a lot of... I think West Ham fans are going to get very bored of the uh, Kurt Zuma yeah, cat songs. Yeah. <laughs> they, well... they, they were pretty constant. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, that's... The consequences of our actions really are very action, yeah. far-reaching, aren't they? Exactly, that's they what's are, yeah. going to keep happening. Good match, enjoyed it. Had to. Pr- I got the tickets through five minutes before I actually entered the stadium, which was needlessly stressful. Yeah, that's uh, what I had happened to go, there. Well, I had to go through a ticket reseller and I had to prove where I lived uh, because they wouldn't sell them to people who were in the Newcastle area. And then I sat next to two German guys. I'm like, well, how did these guys get in? Germans could live in London. They could. Yeah. They could indeed. You bigot. Bigot? <laughs> <laughs> and a Geordie could live in Leon C. Yeah. Quite true. There you go. Hey, what or you a saying? man from Hartlepool. Or a man from Hartlepool. What? Wait. So you're saying you feel like the ticket reseller completely just didn't trust you because you're from the north? That was the point. So, so the, the, the I think the point with the London Stadium is you got to have a, a West Ham reference number to order tickets. I'm with you. you and were so in they were what? trying you to. Were you were in the home end. You were in the home end. I was sat on my fingers in the home nightmare. end. Yeah. I was Pete Donaldson. The... That is. Dodge. I do it all the time. I am an expert at uh, subverting any. Uh, misplaced shouts I may have yeah. because I'll sort of go you know Newcastle whip in a corner and I think you know Woody's going to get his head on it and I remember who he is and mm. he doesn't um, and I sort of uh, yeah and, and I sort of go ah! like that and, and I turn it into ah, I need some chips <laughs> and, I, and I run off and go get some chips Yeah, but sh- also you famously look like everyone so exactly, yeah, everyone does recognise yeah. you at the stadium and be like is that Nah, hooligan. I could be a great hooligan. It's just <laughs> any man. Yeah. So you were trying to pass as the only West Ham fan with a Newcastle accent? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. Managed it. Didn't, I don't know. Is there a get, big West get, Ham? Well, you get a lot of Southern Newcastle fans, so yeah. it might go both ways, right? Mm. I don't think it goes both mm. ways. Uh, yeah, Craig Dawson reportedly complained to the referee about the meowing. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that it is, is funny. Yeah. It's a funny situation. Do you th- is that legit? I mean, can you complain about someone meowing at you? Well, well you clearly can't. Right? So yeah, not really. I, I don't yeah. know I if you, you can, can or maybe you can. I'm not sure. It depends yeah. what you say. Said. You can s- and if you put it to a vote, I reckon the people who didn't kick the cat, and mind you, Newcastle fans punch horses, so I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> terrible. 
Oh, well. <laughs> Whose side are we on? In the mm. great war of the animal kingdom. Exactly. Uh, we're on the right side, whichever it is you think it is, dear listeners. Bears. Bears. <laughs> we're with the big guys. That's it from us. On tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, it's Pete, and it's Luke Moore. No relation to Michaela from New Zealand, we checked. Although... He did play out there, so he did, yeah, and he, yeah, he's got a few on goals in his time as well. I'd like that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Taught her everything she knows. Yeah. Um, nice to see you, Pete Donaldson. Ta-ta. I'm glad you survived the home end of West Ham. Mm. Nice to see you, Jim. Nice to see you, Kate. All right, we'll catch you soon. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble Pod of the ACOS Creator Network. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.